I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Week two is here in the National Football League, and wow, what a schedule of games. Not only do you have an NFC North showdown with what seems to be a somewhat healthy Aaron Rodgers, Vikings and Packers, you've got a rematch of the AFC Championship game coming a bit later today with the Patriots taking on the Jaguars. How about Steelers and Chiefs? Heck, Eagles, Bucks has some juice in it. And then tonight on Sunday Night Football, Cowboys and Giants. Yeah, it just doesn't get any better than this as the NFL now in full swing in Week 2. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. I said it doesn't get any better than this. It doesn't get any better than this guy. The guy that gave you winner after winner after winner in Week 1 he gave you the inside information that you need and has no designs on stopping in week two. He has provided you with the hot plays, the cold sores, even the mystery men. The guys you got to get in, got to get in, got to get out, got to maybe just stay away from. He's given you everything you needed. There's 16 games of the NFL season. He has no reason to stop now in week two. He is Mike Harmon. Hey, we got 239 games left, Dan Byer. All right. Coming off of that Cincinnati Bengals and Baltimore Ravens thriller. Everybody calling for Lamar Jackson like a bunch of dopes. <laughs> hey, he has to play. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He's not ready. And you've got a schedule that sets up for Joe Flacco. But that's fine. That's in the past. Maybe you're chasing points from A.J. Green or someone did start Andy Dalton just to mock you. 
Well, the fates well, would have mocked you if that would have happened. But you know what? We got a great slate, and we'll see if uh, Jesus, I mean Lazarus, I mean Aaron Rodgers, is ready for another great run against that Miami def- or Miami Minnesota defense. And I've got Miami on the brain because, well, hey, they got the Jets. They got today the Jets because I know I'm going to be talking they, about it all week. They got to deal Jason with, Smith. They, I think that's why they got to deal with the other second coming in Sam Darnold, who has been yes. on the hype train this week as well. It is week two in the National Football League, as you mentioned. Yes, Aaron Rodgers likely to go. The other interesting news this weekend, Mike, Josh Gordon going to be released by the Cleveland Browns or traded now that apparently he has some trade value, but that came out yesterday after he suffered an injury. Reports saying it was in a promotional shoot on Friday night, hurt his hamstring, showed up late for a team meeting on Saturday, and then the Browns just released a statement saying we're going to release him, maybe backing off that a bit as they receive some trade interest for Gordon, who could hit the free agent market and then sign with anyone. However, Josh Gordon is not going to be a Cleveland Brown. And for this week's purposes, most importantly, not going to be a Cleveland Brown against the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, they were kind of hoping to have that speed option, especially when you look at what Deshaun Jackson and and the Buccaneers were able to do with deep balls uh, last week against the Saints defense. Hoping to maybe replicate a little bit of that and get Terod Taylor uh, some downfield weapons and maybe be able to establish the run game. Instead, uh, you're without Gordon, and the circumstances of the hamstring injury, uh, dicey. Question how many times he was late or absent from meetings and, and going on down. Uh, certainly plenty of NFL reporters and insiders with a different instances and incidences related to Josh Gordon either missing practices, showing up late, etc. So certainly a long time of Cleveland giving him the benefit of the doubt. We know all-world talent. You hope that he gets help for whatever uh, on the addiction side that's been made of uh, a lot because there was a question of whether there had been a relapse or something to that effect. In this case, it just appears that they finally just said, we can't trust that you're going to give us an 100% effort every week, so let's just finally clap our hands and move on. There are two things in play here that I think are very important. Number one was the Browns were so bad that they really could put up with Josh Gordon, if you will. And number two, Josh Gordon was so good that the Browns could put up with him, if you will. One of those things changed. Maybe both of those things changed. But the fact is, is the Browns are now a team that coming off of a tie in week one, which a lot of people are saying – a huge win, especially against the Pittsburgh Steelers. But when you come off of a tie and you're looking at it's positive, it's one thing. But when you're the Cleveland Browns and haven't won a game in in the entire 2017 season, yeah, you're trying to build. So now we look at the Browns personnel grouping and what they've got as a team that's on the rise. It's not worth it to them anymore. They could deal with it when they were winning one game a year and or zero games a year or wait for him or do whatever. Now they can't. And Things have changed to Cleveland. Now it'll be interesting to see where Josh Gordon ends up. Yeah, from an organizational standpoint, they just look like they got serious about football. Mm-hmm. You know, we joke about the Jets, and, and we'll get into Sam Darnold and fantasy uh, implications of that game against Miami in a bit. I like the Samilton bit where that they did the New York Post that had a Sam Hamilton <laughs> or Sam Sam Darnold is part of Hamilton. Uh, the musicals logo that was pretty good. But when when we look at Cleveland for years, was a revolving door of player personnel people, coaches, the office staff. I mean, just every year it was, all right, you, if you made it 18 months, you felt like you got a got a good run. 
So now they're they're actually changing and bringing in. You bring in Dorsey. You bring in a guy who knows personnel. And at some point, they just say, okay, we can find someone else. Maybe not to replicate the physical skills, but let's move forward and actually build around this squad and not have a guy who's going to potentially be a detriment to the development of Baker Mayfield. I have a guy in my fantasy league, two of his three first picks, Jarek McKinnon and Josh Gordon. Oh, that's yeah. harsh. <laughs> How but, about that? But, yeah, you mentioned the, yeah. the free agency part of it. That's what's interesting about this. He doesn't go to waivers because he's a, a vested veteran because they've hung on to him so long. So that's why you have trade offers. I don't know if that gets you more than a bucket of balls, but we'll we'll see what happens. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Football Fantasy. You can always tweet us with your lineup quest, questions. That is, get Mike over at... Swollen Dome. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. Guys, honestly, canker sore on the tongue today. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. You He's ever, playing ever, hurt. Ever wake up with one of those, have a tough time talking? That's what we've got. Don't know. Maybe had a bad reaction to... Uh, had some fried chicken last night. I, I don't know. Uh, Maybe it's just a, know. yeah, yeah. You so. want an out of brand? Do, I, uh, no, you know, no. I mean, you could go after Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. I won't. You got a lawsuit pending? No. No, I don't. It was actually the grocery store. You no. Know, when, you, when you walk in and you're like, my goodness, how can I not eat this? It smells so this good. This is true. So I picked up some fried chicken last night. Anyway, yes. So I am, I am probable to finish the show with the canker sore on the tongue. If you want any fantasy advice, again, at Swollen Dome or at Dan Byer on Fox, We'll answer your question if you follow us. It's as simple as that. Let's get to the guys you got to get in your lineup in week two. Let's get it on. Plays. Yes. Oh, I forget the stinger again. Top plays. Right on. All right, let's start with Jimmy Garoppolo. Bounce back. He took a lot of heat this past week. Folks that actually went and watched the game say, hey, George Kittle, I know you're from Iowa. Catch the ball. Catch the ball. I just wanted to yell at Sam just because. Uh, Looking at opportunities here, Dante Pettis, one of those deep sleeper options, and they've now had a week to figure out how to get that offense moving without Jarek McKinnon there. Detroit, we watched good balance by the Jets in week one. I I think they probably have changed all the hand signals that the Jets supposedly had, (laughs) uh, but we move forward. Adrian Peterson, big week one, 96 yards on the ground, 70 through the air. You had a strong game from Joe Mixon week one against Indianapolis. They're missing. Danico Autry isn't going to be there. So you've got an opportunity. I think Peterson with another big workload this week going up against the Colts, and they should be able to control the ball. But we'll get into that when we get to the Colts, uh, Colts stores momentarily. Deion Lewis going up against Houston. Offensive line problems. Marcus Mariota can't feel his hand. What do you do? You have handoffs to the guy to, that can get to the outside and can catch the ball out of the backfield. Sorry, Derrick Henry. Uh, that means more Deion Lewis once again in this game. Blaine Gabbert probably going to see time here. Uh, one of the more curious coaching runs. You know what, Marcus Mariota, sit him down for a week or two. Let's get him right. Uh, you've got a long season to play for, but that's fine. Ben Watson, four for four for 44 yards last week. Or, yeah, this week. You go up against Cleveland, who gave up 60 receiving yards to Jesse James. Jesse James does pretty much blocking. So if you give up 60 (laughs) yards to a guy that normally doesn't sneak out into pass routes, I think you've got an opportunity. Austin Eckler going up against Buffalo. You look at the huge game, 87 receiving yards on a score, 39 on the ground. If you believe this game plays out, Buffalo won't be as historically bad as they were a week ago in theory. But you should still see the Chargers playing with the lead and running downhill, which means more opportunities for Eckler to spell Melvin Gordon along the way. 
We also have Cam Newton going up against Atlanta. 58 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Norm Turner's offense is going to be dynamic. You're going to see more big plays from Christian McCaffrey. And even with Greg Olson out, I think there's opportunity here. Let's get to the guys you want to stay away from that you don't want to put in your lineup, you don't want to see, you don't want to touch. They aren't canker sores. They are cold sores. There they are. Both equally uh, obnoxious, I'll tell you. Sorry, Dan. Uh, (laughs) Matt Stafford going up against those San Francisco 49ers. 49ers only six quarterback hits week one, but you watch Stafford struggle against the Jets. believe he does here again as they try to find their offensive identity. Uh, Eventually, they'll say eeny, meeny, uh, and, and pick a running back out of that quartet to actually try to get some semblance of balance. Not happening just yet. Marshawn Lynch going up against Denver. We all remember the touchdown. That was great. He carried $100 million across the goal line, and then he disappeared. <laughs> we didn't find him once again. That was good uh, for a half. <laughs> that's that's about it, right? I mean, for fantasy purposes, hey, you got your 10 points, you move on. But overall, still worried about what this offense looks like Derek Carr already being called out by his coach, so we we already have him. He's deep in the rankings. You take Amari Cooper with him. I don't care if John Gruden talks about misses downfield and throws, what have you. He's going to have Chris Harris following him. That's a difficult day for anybody. LaShawn McCoy against those Chargers. Might force-feed him. Josh Allen there. We'll see if they can stretch the field. Just seems like you're going to see eight or nine guys staring at him in the box all day long. Uh, and then go a little deeper. We've got Matt Ryan. Tough week one, red zone inefficiency. It doesn't get easier with the Carolina defense on tap. Uh, you're looking at more, more questions of the deep ball and whether he's capable and willing to throw it. Looked like at times he, he came up short on what could have been some big hits. And that's why we also have Andrew Luck on the cold sores to finish out. Nine hits, two sacks last week. Nice line, 319, two touchdowns and an interception. But the deep ball still missing. Only threw beyond 20 yards on four of 53 pass attempts. Hmm. Bad offensive line. Costanzo going to miss this one. You already got other injuries, and you've got a running game that is stuck in mud. Marlon Mack may return to help jumpstart to some degree, uh, but I am not buying in this week. At, on the road at Washington. The Redskins are a team that many people love after their road win against Arizona. I'll just caution, just pump the brakes just a little. And the Raiders, you mentioned, with that tough matchup against the Denver defense today. Short week for Oakland as well. Now right. you got to go play at mile high. I think that could be an uphill climb. Finally, let's get to a secret player that you may want to play in your lineup as we reveal our first clue for... Mystery man. Who's what's the first clue for the mystery man to get in your lineup this week? For his career, 1.6 touchdowns per interception thrown. Ooh. Okay. Mystery man. Yes, there it is. That's your first clue. By the way, just to show you that we live up to our promises. Matt S tweets in Philip yeah. Rivers, Pat Mahomes, or Kirk Cousins today. Rivers in the Chargers against the Bills, Mahomes in the Chiefs in Pittsburgh, and Kirk Cousins in the Vikings taking on Green Bay. Three great options this week, but I am going to take um wait, it was Mahomes, right? Mahomes, Mahomes Rivers, was and first. Cousins. I keep thinking I keep conflating Mahomes and Deshaun Watson because I got that question a lot over the course mm-hmm. of the week. Uh but we're going to take Mahomes going up against Pittsburgh. Look for this one to open up even with 
Uh, you know, some questions of, of what Sammy Watkins is to this team. You still got some big plays. Not a bad quarterback roster for Matt. He no. follows both of us. Get Mike at Swollen Doma. I'm at Dan Byer on Foxes. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's a rematch of the AFC Championship game, but one big piece could be missing. We'll tell you who that is next here on Fox Sports Radio. Get rewarded with Snapshot from Progressive. It's simple. Plug in Snapshot, drive, and earn discounts for safe driving. Save more at Progressive.com or call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Fox Football Fantasy, he's Mike Harmon, I'm Dan Beyer. Week two of the NFL season is here. Aaron Rodgers likely going to play, but a big star could be missing in Jacksonville. Let's quick check in with Isaac Lowenkron. It's one of the tighter lines we've gotten week two in the National Football League, isn't it, Isaac? It is, Dan and Michael. As we speak, the Patriots just a one-and-a-half-point favorite over the Jaguars. Indeed, the closest line of all the NFL games today. Here to comment, New England head coach Bill Belichick. It's already been addressed. Clear and concise in less than 140 characters, guys. Thank you very much, Isaac. <laughs> it is a rematch of the AFC Championship game, but Leonard Fournette not likely to go for the Jaguars today, who... Got a win in week one against the New York Giants. The Patriots took care of the Houston Texans. But week two should add some spice. It's been a lot about Jalen Ramsey going up against Gronk or whoever. But even with New England being shorthanded and Sonny Michelle maybe going to try to give it a go today and make his NFL regular season debut, the Leonard Fournette factor for Jacksonville is a big, big deal just considering how physical he was. He was only available available for about a quarter and a half of their game against the Giants, but if he doesn't go today, Jaguars going to be pretty shorthanded. Much more difficult proposition, right? T.J. Yeldon, decent receiver out of the backfield, uh, 14 carries, 51 yards in relief of Fournette last week. But one thing you look at, New England certainly not run stuffers in any way, shape, or form, giving up 5.6 yards per carry last week, so that was the one thing that Houston was able to hang their hat on. So uh, for Yeldon comes in as probably a uh, mid to late second running back just based on opportunity. But the big part here is it's it's Blake Bortles. Does he throw up on himself here in, in a big <laughs> spot, right? Because it's going to be on his arm My to apologies. make things happen. And, and certainly for New England – a lot of question marks, and and for fantasy purposes, the the Tom Brady, how how low do you get him? For me, he's still a mid QB one. He'll find options, whether it's James White. You've got Rex Burkhead back on whatever limited capacity. You mentioned Sony Michelle, so you get the three three headed monster thing going. Amendola, or Amendola. See, now I'm I'm doing uh, <laughs> I, I I'm doing the same thing. Chris Hogan will probably have. Jalen Ramsey with him, even even if Ramsey wants Gronk, even if they want to do the fight fight night type thing, that probably won't happen as regularly as people would like. Hogan had just one catch last week. It's funny when you look at Philip Dorsett because, Mike, all last year I gave Jacoby Brissett the benefit of the doubt with the Indianapolis Colts because there was no training camp for him right. with the Colts and, and of learning the offense. I'm not saying that it's it's the same as a quarterback and a wide receiver. You know, maybe it was difficult for Philip Dorsett to find his way. Maybe this week one with the opportunity that he had ended up taking advantage of it and could maybe develop into something for New England. I think he's a sneaky third wide receiver again. We we gave him as one of our sleepers last week. I think there's another good opportunity here uh, with all the attention afforded Hogan and Gronkowski that 
Dorsett becomes a, another big play here. Hey, you know, we talked about the lines. You know, you want to go to VegasScoresAndOdds.com for free winners daily. You go to VegasCovers.com. That's VegasCovers.com. We'll put a bow on this Patriots and Jaguars with this tweet from Doc Diggler, longtime listener of the show. Yeah. Flex issue, half-point PPR, Pierre Garçon, Chris Hogan, as you mentioned, Kenny Galladay of the Lions, or maybe even a James White for New England start today. I'm going to go touches over targets, even though Burkhead and, and Michelle are back. I, I'm going to go James White, both as a runner and receiver, that he has a big game today. Doc Digler, by the way, follows both of us. Get Mike at That's over at Swollen Dome. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. Vikings, Packers, Aaron Rodgers, bone bruise. Apparently, that's what that's what this is. This isn't a MCL tear. I, Are we going to keep making up a yeah. new uh, excuse as to what the injury is? I have no idea, and I had no idea the teams practice on Saturday. Okay, like like that was a that was a new one for me for the simple fact of Mike. I've heard different routines. Some have said we're going to give you Thursday off instead of Tuesday. And I know about hotel walkthroughs. I know about going into a conference room and getting everybody together on the day before and just going over stuff. Right. But I didn't know that there was an actual practice on Saturday. But whatever the Green Bay Packers had, Aaron Rodgers made it through and is going to play today against the Minnesota Vikings, we believe. We, be- we believe that to be the case as of now. I have him as a back-end QB1 in that 11-12 setting right now as to where it'll settle out. We saw him in the past with an injury back in 2016, be able to just operate efficiently out of the shotgun and be uh, accurate downfield. Uh, Devontae Adams allegedly will play as well. He missed most of the practice week, so that's a big win there. Uh, Randall Cobb, I think, is a a guy who's really intriguing uh, as a second wide receiver for you. Nine catches last week, including the one that broke my back and my heart. Uh, as they vanquished the Bears, uh, Kyle Fuller catch the catch the ball. Uh, I've said it now six straight days. I, I'm going to continue that. We're going. He's gonna... probably said it as well. No, well, you <laughs> dropped six of them last year, Dan. There's a lot left on the carpet for that Bears defense. Uh, but hey, for... come on, your glass should be half fuller. Nice there you go. Well yeah, played. Positive, there you go. You know, positive puns. Positive. That's, that's my guy. But for Rodgers, we've seen him operate this way in the past, and we keep changing what the injury is. Eventually, they, do they don't they have to actually tell us something truthful, or, or does he just get to look at us through dazed, glassy eyes in post games interviews where we're wondering what exactly they've shot him up with? I I look at this this matchup, Mike of. Aaron Rodgers being on one leg, and it's one of two positions, position groups, I'll put it that way, where I think Green Bay has an advantage on Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And it may have been a decided advantage with a uh, a healthy and maybe hairy Aaron Rodgers, but at least over He's got a good Kirk mustache. Cousins. Yeah, maybe one of, the, one of the two. Offensive line was the other spot. But I would think that if you went through it, even tight end, and I know that Jimmy Graham is a game changer and a different guy. For what Kyle Rudolph means to that Vikings offense, I think that his worth and Jimmy Graham's mm-hmm. worth may be somewhat similar. The point being, Minnesota, I think, is better than Green Bay in every spot except quarterback and offensive line. Now, quarterbacks are a really good spot to be better at someone uh, better than than someone at. But the point being, I think Minnesota had the advantage anyway. And now, if Aaron Rodgers is is just on one leg, I just I like the Vikings today. I, I think coming off that high, the short week, the one leg, I think Minnesota's just a better football team. Yeah, I'll take the Vikings for the win. I mean, you look at Dalvin Cook coming back. You still have Murray, so you got the two-headed monster. It's not going to be all on Kirk Cousins. 
as it was mm-hmm. all those years in Washington because that's been the narrative all week is look at where he threw up on himself here, 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 and here uh, as a member of the Redskins. And, yes, Jay Gruden's done everything he can to make sure the narrative is that it was all Kirk Cousins time and time and time again. Uh, what's curious to me, though, is the the push to play Rodgers here. You stole a win last week, right? You stole a division win in week one. I know you don't want to give up head-to-head against Minnesota. I, I get that. But if this is legitimately an injury that could be a two- to three-week thing where just sitting him now means he's ready to go, then you sit him down here. You go against his instincts, and you say, hey, we're not going to do anything to potentially worsen this. If it, yeah. Right, and, because you've got a better a, a pass rush that's equal to what the Bears brought, mm-hmm. and you know that he's a sitting duck. Yeah, I, and <laughs> you look at Green Bay's schedule, and I don't know the exact order. I know they've got Washington, Detroit, and Buffalo at some point in these next three to five weeks. And I, I believe that's what the order was, but I, I could be could be off on that. The point being, if you can end up, I don't know, if you can navigate it and maybe not put him at risk if something was – maybe it's just a pain management thing. But to your point, if you rest him up, yeah, you drop a game. You still have the return you know, game in Minneapolis later on this season. Redskins, so. Bills, Lions, 49ers, Rams. Yeah, there you go. Like I'm healthy for that Rams game. Uh, speaking of your Bears and Cal Fuller, they've got the Seahawks on Monday night. Seahawks severely shorthanded now without Bobby Wagner. KJ Wright's not going to play again. Doug Baldwin who re-injured his knee against the Denver Broncos or has another knee injury, not going to play. But a tough week to bounce back for the Bears. But at least they get an extra day to do so against the Seahawks on Monday night. A couple of near misses to Allen Robinson downfield in week one, and I think everybody's seen the still shot of Trey Burton waving his hand like he's an air traffic controller saying, hey, I'm wide open in the end zone. Find me, find me. So we we would believe that there'll be some better days ahead for that offense uh, as, as Nagy gets things cleaned up. Uh, we know Jordan Howard, 20 touches, 107 yards, so certainly opportunity there. Uh, and against the banged up back seven, as you mentioned, for Seattle. I think there's going to be some opportunity as long as he keeps his foot on the pedal, right? First half for the Bears, they moved the ball well. They were creative offensively, and then they went conservative thinking the clock would run out. Mm-hmm. Doesn't Didn't come happen. doesn't come that no. fast. Uh, on the Seattle side, uh, the backfield's too muddy to get in in a standard well, league right now. Yeah, and – I'll tell you what, you bring in Brian Schottenheimer, who's supposed to reestablish that running game, you, two to one passing to rushing last week against Denver. Didn't have to be that. Right. Chris Carson actually ran the ball in the limited time that he got somewhat effectively. Seattle's got to be more committed to the run, in my mind. Bears gave up 3.1 yards per carry to the Packers. Not that they're a gangbusters uh, run over you type team. Uh, I'd, I'd still be looking at Tyler Lockett as a, as a third wide receiver. The point being, last week with Seattle, if you can't block Von Miller, you might as well run the ball. They're going to have the same thing with Khalil Mack on Monday night. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox of Football Fantasy. Coming up, the Dallas Cowboys are in a great spot. Yeah, we'll tell you why. After Isaac Lohenkron gives us the latest as... It's the return of one Urban Meyer with Ohio State. 
Isaac, good morning. Indeed. Good morning, Dan and Michael. Ohio State head coach Urban Meyer has completed his three-game suspension and has just conducted a new interview with Tom Rinaldi on SportsCenter in which he said that his wife, Shelly, did not share her concerns about domestic violence involving former assistant coach Zach Smith. The first time I heard of those texts were just recently in the last month because Shelly did not share those text messages with me. What did she share with you? about the allegations of abuse? Nothing about allegations of abuse. It was about her, she's a very compassionate person, and uh, like I said, her reasoning is her reasoning. I do recall about her concern about the children and a very messy divorce that was going on. Courtney Smith says you chose to help the abuser and to enable the mm-hmm. abuser. What's your response to that? That breaks my heart. I didn't hear that until just now. I apologize that she believes that. That's never been my intent. Ohio State head coach Urban Meyer, in his own words, on the field Saturday night, it was many happy returns for Texas against number 22, USC. Good snap and hold. 50 yards, and it's blocked. It's loose on the turf. Wheeler picked it up. Say goodnight to it. Anthony Wheeler in off the block field goal. Touchdown, Texas. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Craig Way and Texas alum Matthew McConaughey with the call on KTXX as the Longhorns defeated USC 37-14. NFL multiple outlets report Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers will play today against the Vikings. Browns announced they intend to release former Pro Bowl receiver Josh Gordon on Monday. Finally in boxing, Canelo Alvarez wins a majority decision over Gennady Golovkin in their middleweight title bout. Dan and Michael. Thanks very much, Isaac. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800 947 auto the only hard part figuring out which way is easier if you want to tweet your fantasy questions to mike or myself i'm at dan byer on fox mike they can get you at find me over at swollen dome i'll be around after the show so if i don't get to you in the time frame right we've got about an hour and a half of glorious time left together afterwards uh, we'll do a a sweep through of the twitter sphere so just be patient we'll get to you Phone number is 877-99-ON-FOX. That's 877-996-6369. If you have a lineup question, here's the key. You're not going to have the same lineup as maybe a caller or a tweeter, but you're going to have some of the same players. Listen to what Mike says about those players and helping you make your decisions, or you could just be like the realist who tweeted in Robbie Anderson, Brandon Marshall, Keelan Cole. Which one of those would you start? Ooh. Brandon Marshall and the Seahawks against the Bears, right. Robbie Anderson and the Jets against the Dolphins, and Keelan Cole and the Jaguars facing the Patriots. I think I might take my shot with Keelan Cole coming out of this. As much as I liked uh, the the downfield pass to Robbie Anderson, I don't think he got enough credit for coming back to the ball and, and catching that touchdown pass from Sam Darnold. Uh, but overall, I still think this is going to be a ground-and-pound kind of game. I don't think there's going to be a lot of uh, deep th- – balls uh, when we look at the Miami New York game uh, the curiosity Josh sitting now off out for the year that kind of changed the complexion of that a little bit but with Keelan Cole you're looking at New England Jacksonville and someone stepping up as a number one New England's going to score their points whatever yeah. anybody wants to talk about the elite level of the Jacksonville defense there's still going to be points scored here uh, which means Blake Bortles is going to have to put it up to keep up Giants and Cowboys, Sunday Night Football in Arlington tonight. 8.20 Eastern time start. The Dallas Cowboys have won six straight on Sunday night. How about that? Yeah, that's an interesting stat. Dallas uh, needs a win after dropping the opener against Carolina. The Giants need a win as well as they lost their opener to those Jacksonville Jaguars. The talk all week, Dak Prescott throwing the football, 
the weapons that Dallas has. In fact, giant safety Landon Collins in in talking about <laughs> Dak Prescott wasn't wasn't so, so much a shot, but she says that they're more concerned with Dak's legs, and I'm paraphrasing, than he than they are with his arm. So they they want to make sure that Dak Prescott does not get off and running. What does this mean for the Dallas offense after one sample size, one piece of a sample size from week one this week? I think Dak Prescott has to make a play or two downfield to make the Giants respect him. And that question is whether it's Gallup, whether it's Alan Hearns. Alan Hearns talking out of school a little bit, said he was open a couple times downfield. Not that wide receivers don't say that, but normally you don't say that in a week where your quarterback's getting blasted as often as he was uh, coming out of that game. I don't know if you go back and watch it. I went and Gave it a second look off the uh, the old game pass. Dan, there were at least three plays that could have busted off for big runs if Zeke didn't read the wrong wrong hole and if the lineman holds his block for just a tad longer. So the potential's there that you get a little more balance. And Carolina, that, that defense certainly no slouch. But for Dak Prescott, we don't have a clear number one, right? You're, you're wondering, Blake Jarwin, the tight end, is he suddenly going to be a guy that shows up and becomes a difference maker? No. But he's a guy that at least runs routes downfield. Maybe you take a shot. But Dak Prescott, seven of his last nine, fewer than 200 passing yards. You know that That's not a small sample size in the NFL. Let's just do it. Let's just connect the dots. Josh Gordon's going to be released, maybe traded. Dallas is looking for a big play receiver downfield. What, Seems like a pretty think? obvious yeah, thing. I, I mean, I think everybody on Twitter last night was thinking the same thing. I, I don't – hey – Listen, if the Seahawks are going to sign a linebacker who's going to be sentenced possibly to prison. How about that for a long time? And he's going to play on Monday night. You know, maybe the Cowboys would take a shot on Josh Gordon. By the way, just a quick flip it. When the Giants have the ball, Demarcus Lawrence against Eric Flowers. Could be. Is he going to do that leg kick again? (laughs) If he does, Does he know that Lawrence gets off the ball pretty fast? They had enough uh, difficult time last week with Jacksonville. Now you got to deal with Demarcus Lawrence. Something to watch tonight. (laughs) At least when the Giants have the football for Dallas to be able to to maybe make some plays on the defensive side of things. I got to say, those might be. I, I might do that as a feature. The best screenshots off a week. The Trey Burton, I'm wide open. Look at me. Look at me. And the Eric Flowers, I'm going to trip the, Calais Campbell because I didn't know he got off the line the, that fast. The Trey Burton <laughs> screenshot was more controversial than is this dress blue and ba- black or white and gold? That was more, is he going to complete it? Is he not going to complete it? That thing was ridiculous. I mean, it was it was everywhere. In television presents, you make the call. Here you go. Odds are up at Bet My Bookie. Uh, New England plus 150 for Josh Gordon. Green Bay at plus 200, Tennessee plus 250, Jacksonville, Dallas, Indianapolis, and the Giants all at plus 400. Okay. All right. Well, uh, the, the Steelers and Kansas City Chiefs don't need Josh Gordon. They have their own no, weapons. No, they're pretty good. Uh, they play today in Pittsburgh, home opener. Again, no Le'Veon Bell for the Steelers. They didn't need him in week one. I don't know if they'll need him in week two. The Chiefs seem to be firing on all cylinders cylinders with Pat Mahomes. Now they're starting quarterback. But the Steelers come in about a a five-and-a-half-point favorite in today's game, uh, home game in Pittsburgh. The assumption being that Kansas City, when pressed, can't stop anybody. They don't have a pass rush. That bodes well for Ben Roethlisberger up as a top-three quarterback for the week. Mahomes not far behind. I mean, he's still a top-six, top-seven when you get it done. Tyreek Hill making big play after big play. I think we see... We see more of Hunt in this game. He was a little little bit of a, an afterthought on the big play meter. For Pittsburgh, curious, 
Ben Roethlisberger already with the red X for injury notes. Uh, Elbow. Go yeah. figure. Yeah, and he's happy to tell you uh, he's going to work his way through <laughs> it. Uh, Connor will get his 20 touches again. Sorry, it's it's the Ben Roethlisberger show. Uh, week two is when it starts. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, five for 119, but kind of a quiet uh, game overall when you look at what we saw against the, the Browns in, in the bad conditions and, well, just overall bad play. Uh, Pittsburgh tightens up with the turnovers, much better game, and the over-under sitting at 53 I think we're in for some fun. Yeah, let's tip the cap to the Browns' defense, at least for forcing some of those turnovers. I don't think Kansas City's going to be able to to do that. Browns have the Saints today with the Josh Gordon fiasco coming off last week's tie. I mean, the Saints are coming off of a loss where they weren't stopped either. They were moving the ball up right. and down the field. They just couldn't outscore Tampa Bay. But it, I think it's a tough spot for the Browns today as the Saints try to get to 1-1. One one. Tough on the road. Saints given eight and a half, nine, depending on where you're finding your number. Over-under still sitting at 50, which means uh, if you're a Drew Brees owner, you're licking your chops because there's going to be opportunities galore. We gave you Ben Watson uh, as one of our, our deeper uh, hot plays of the week as you roll through the tight end position. Obviously, people losing Delaney Walker and Greg Olson early on. We've mm-hmm. got replacements. We'll talk about that more as the show goes on because there's a couple of youngsters uh, including one stepping up in Carolina uh, that might be worthwhile. But you look on the Cleveland side of things, you, you're trying to figure out exactly where the value is in that wide receiving core for uh, Terod Taylor. Making plays with his legs is where his value will be overall. You're not going to set the world on fire downfield. So for the Saints, also a get-right game for if you held on to the defense after that week one debacle. Let's get a mystery man clue, our second clue of the show, a guy that you got to get into your lineup, but we want you to, I don't know, take a guess at it, see if you can figure out who it is. The first clue was 1.6 touchdown to interception ratio. Is that correct? That is correct. And the second clue is? I'm a winner. 21 and 18, career record as a starter. Fox Football Fantasy is brought to you by Granger, the products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger, for the ones who get it done. There it is, your mystery man. Second clue here on Fox Football Fantasy. Coming up next, the Josh Allen era begins in Buffalo. How will it begin? We'll tell you here on Fox Football Fantasy. Fox Football Fantasy, he's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. We talked about Patriots, Jaguars, Leonard Fournette not likely to go today. Jaguars have just added Calais Campbell to their injury report. Questionable as the defensive end is uh, 50-50 for today's game against the New England Patriots. It's 100% my Carmen that Josh Allen is going to start for the Buffalo Bills. The rookie gets the nod in week two as the Chargers come to town to face Josh Allen and the Bills. Well, to his to his help, I mean, we talk about Calais Campbell. Uh, no Joey Bosa until next month at yep. a minimum. Now saying that it's going to be into October before he sees the field, but you're still looking at uh, a pretty good pass rush. They got blitzed last week against, obviously, a much better offense. I don't think we need to go into the big differences between Kansas City and Buffalo in terms of personnel. But for Allen, I, I just don't – unless you're just going to wing it downfield – just to try to get something going. I don't know where the the wins are in the offense. Maybe a little more Charles Clay, LaShawn McCoy at more as a receiver. Didn't have much in the way of, of run attempts last week, just seven carries for 22 yards. 
figure he sees an eight-man front and the, the push on Allen, we're going to see some rookie mistakes, which means if you held on to the Chargers' defense, you know, because a lot of people have the knee-jerk reaction of, ah, they stink, no Bosa, I'm out. It's like, no, 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 Buffalo's on the schedule. Yeah. Hang tight. Uh, they're coming for you. So you got a big opportunity here for turnovers because I think they'd get disruptive here. On the offensive side of things for the Chargers, uh, big thing made, at least here locally, they left about a field and a half worth of balls on the carpet, including a touchdown uh, reception that could have maybe changed the co- complexion of the game with Tyrell Williams. So for Phillip Rivers, you know they cleaned up some of that uh, in this past week. I would expect to see more of Antonio Gates as he worked his way back into the offense. But a, a, a nice opportunity for Melvin Gordon. And the fact that he was targeted out of the backfield 13 times last week, a nice a nice um, maybe indication of where things are heading for him because we've seen more as it just between the tackles and we'd see more of Eckler. Like I like Eckler as a, a deeper sleeper today mm-hmm. that they're running downhill so he'll see a touch count that gets you some points and certainly some activity in PPR leagues. But for Melvin Gordon to be that active in the passing game, that's huge for fantasy owners. Chargers had no resistance last week offensively. Defense was the problem. We'll see if they turn it around against the rookie quarterback. Staying in the AFC West, Raiders and Broncos in Denver. Short week for Oakland. They lose late Monday. Now have to go to Denver on a Sunday. Denver's got their, I don't want to say issues, but now they've got a situation in the backfield where you've got two guys who had success. Philip Lindsay was a bit of a surprise. We thought Royce Freeman would see some action as well. They were about 50-50 in what they uh, had for running the ball, but Broncos-Raiders today in one of those rivalry games in the NFL. Throw out the records when these two teams get together. No, that's tough. The emergence of Lindsay means that both guys are now relegated to flex plays, that there's not a clear set, hey, here's my bell cow for 15 to 20 touches. So it changes that up. Uh, you look at the opportunities for Keenum, Emmanuel Sanders. I know Demarius Thomas, more drops, so that continues, and uh, the frustration mounting. But Oakland, zero pass rush. Go figure. They let that guy <laughs> Traded him away, uh, so you got no pressure on the quarterback in week one. I would expect week two much more the same here, so some opportunity in the passing game. On the Oakland side, don't often throw your quarterback that you paid a lot of money. Not that John Gruden did it, but throwing him under the bus very quickly in terms of missed routes and missed reads uh, shows he's maybe not for long uh, in the John Gruden uh, stable there. Mark Carlson. Not a player, a uh, guy on Twitter started okay. following me, and now he asked us a question, but because he follows us, oh yeah, we will answer his question. Tom Brady or Drew Brees today? Not a bad dilemma to no, have that quarterback. Not at all. Uh, Brady a couple of notches lower today. Brees your number one quarterback against Cleveland. We mentioned the high over-under sitting at about 50 and the opportunity for the Saints to get things rolling. Fox Football Fantasy brought to you by Geico. What's it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. And how about this quick one? Justin Vance says this may sound dumb, but an injured Rodgers or Fitzpatrick. Rogers. Yeah, you still got to do it. You'll never (laughs) live with yourself if you don't. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not gambling on a follow-up from Fitzmagic. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Football Fantasy. Panthers-Falcons talk next. Week two is here and some more injury news filtering in, including an AFC South showdown. Texans and Titans. Not only Mike touched on it earlier, Marcus Mariota doesn't have feeling in his fingers, can't grip a football. This according to multiple reports. The Texans have their own injury issues. Their news 
a little bit better. DeAndre Hopkins going to go today for the Texans against the Titans. Also, Will Fuller going to play for Houston as they try to, hey, it's a battle of 0-1 teams. Houston and Tennessee, a couple of squads that we maybe expected a little bit more from. They'll try to get to 500 today. One of those teams will, we think, unless there's a tie. Heck, last week well, we you thought, never know. You know, yeah, we, we, we counted <laughs> our chickens before they were hatched. We won't do that again in week two. Well, I tell you, difficult uh, proposition for Tennessee. Not only do you have Marcus Mariota out, you're missing both your tackles. Uh, Taylor Luan going to be out with a concussion. Jack Conklin out with a knee. They've got their second string right tackle. Dennis Kelly, he's hospitalized. So, I mean, you've got a depleted offensive line going up against that defensive front. And either Mariota or Blaine Gabbert, long day ahead. I like when Houston can get into a rhythm offensively. They are a team that is 100 times better when they like to move the tempo and Deshaun Watson gets going. And and you saw it in the New England game in week one. We'll see if they do more of that today against Tennessee. It is Fox Football Fantasy coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. I've got to do some housekeeping. I want to let you know the couple of clues we've got for Mike Carmen's mystery man. A 1.6 to 1 touchdown to interception ratio. It's a quarterback, obviously, and has a career record of 21-18. and 18. But who this guy is is a must-play in Week 2. We'll have one more clue coming up in a bit, and then we'll re- reveal the mystery man in about 30 minutes or so. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app and SiriusXM Channel 83. If you're behind on a Sunday morning, missed what we had, don't worry. You can find the show on iTunes. Just subscribe to Fox Sports Radio Weekends. Download the show every single week. Reach us on Twitter, and why that's important is this. If you follow us on Twitter and you tweet us, we're more likely to answer your fantasy football question. If you send in a question and you don't follow us, just going to be honest, no deal. Yeah, it's, it's I know it's dirty pool, it, Mike. Well, you it know. is very cheap, but hey, I'm dealing with a canker sore on my tongue today, so I've got other things to worry about. That hurts. It does. We know. I mean, playing, playing with through pain. The, yeah, the questionable tag. Dan battled through, and here we are. It's as, as simple as that. Like, Mr. Yeah just followed me. Trey Burton or Jack Doyle, tight end, full PPR. I'm going Trey Burton on the Monday night football game with the back seven for the Seattle Seahawks depleted. I almost called them the Mariners just for giggles. But <laughs> so they, they may, they, well, the Mariners didn't collapse. They just had bad luck. Bad luck and fade a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, we'll look for Trey Burton. Big target total, I believe it was eight last week. Uh, for the Bears, I think that offense will be much more efficient week two. I feel bad. For, uh, side baseball note, I feel bad for the Mariners. I mean, like Oakland's, you know, has a white hot second half of the season. The Astros are the Astros. The Yankees are running away. Like, you know, you have a really good season. You're not going to see the postseason. There it is. There's your baseball No, it's tough. There it is. For Fox Football Fantasy. <laughs> Speaking of hot teams, let's get it going for guys you got to get in your lineup. Hot plays. Locked and loaded, Cam Newton going up against those Atlanta Falcons, 17-26 to via the air last week. 13 carries, 58 yards, and a score on the ground. I'm looking for more of him working that RPO and working the ball fake to Christian McCaffrey. With Norm Turner's offense, the next step uh, is there. Atlanta missing two key components on that defensive side. Deion Jones, Keanu Neal both out for the year 
opportunities downfield. Maybe Devin Funches gives you a couple of notches up on his fantasy rankings for the wide receiver. How about Adrian Peterson going up against those Indianapolis Colts? Last week, we saw a huge return to the field, 26 carries, 96 yards, and we watched Joe Mixon run well against Indianapolis in week one. I think you got an opportunity here. Danico Autry out for the Colts. Look for a balance to be established and for Peterson to run wild. Ben Watson, 4-4-44 last week. Cleveland gave up 60 receiving yards to Jesse James. And as you recall, Vance McDonald is the pass-catching tight end out of Pittsburgh. No, he was in unavailable. He was injured, so you had more of Jesse James. He caught for 60 yards. That means there's opportunities for the tight ends. Look for New Orleans to get right this week. Uh, Deion Lewis, we talked a little bit here about Houston and Tennessee. Derrick Henry had that touchdown call back on the Walker hold. Beyond that, he was bottled up against this Houston front with the offensive line problems. I'm going to the pass catcher. Flare it out. See if he can make some plays with his legs. That means more Deion Lewis for you. How about a sleeper? Go back to that Carolina game. Ian Thomas takes over <laughs> the Carolina tight end position. You want to dance. I can see it. I'm feeling You got it. your club on. I should put the disco ball back up. <laughs> Jonas and I used a little bit earlier. 6'4 out of Indiana. A guy they like quite a bit. Graded high in the draft circles and in your draft profiles. Opportunity here for him to become an impact player for the Panthers. And then finally, let's get Austin Eckler in a little deeper play. Uh, certainly flex-worthy. Maybe RB2, depending on your injury situation. Going up against Buffalo. You looked at it last week, 10 touches, over 125 total yards with a touchdown. And if they're running downhill, i.e. running away from Buffalo, as many expect, that means more opportunities for Melvin Gordon to go take a seat. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Football Fantasy. Those were your hot plays, guys. you got to get in your lineup. You know the obvious players. You're going to play Todd Gurley if you have him on your team against the Cardinals today. You're definitely going to do that. You're going to play Ezekiel Elliott tonight against the New York Giants for sure. Mike's telling you the guys that may be hidden, may be on your waiver wire, may just be a good play for week two. There's also the other side of the coin. Guys that you don't want to play in week two, that you don't want to deal with, that you don't want to see, you don't want to look at. They're gross. They're ugly. They are... Cold sores. Yes. Who are the cold sores of week two, Mike Harmon? Cold sores and canker sores, depending on what's going on, Dan. Uh, Derrick Henry, if I'm going to take Deion Lewis, I'm taking Derrick Henry, and I'm sitting him down, running between the tackles. Difficult proposition this week with the tackles uh, both hurt for the Tennessee Titans. LaShawn McCoy against those Chargers. Yeah, you could try to force feed him, but it's probably an eight-man front. So unless you're getting a point per touch, I don't know that there's a lot being yielded <laughs> there. By... I'm in a PPH league, points per handoff. I, you know what? I've actually I've, I've seen the running back side of it just <laughs> really? for touches. Points just because per carry, PPC. <laughs> exactly. We've got to get more acronyms uh, and abbreviations in wherever we can, Dan. Uh, but with Josh Allen underneath uh, center, I, I think it's a difficult proposition to think that suddenly this is what jump starts LaShawn McCoy. Seven carries, 22 yards a week ago. Marshawn Lynch going up against Denver. We saw the touchdown run. That was one of the great highlights of week one, but that was it. Disappeared after that, 11 for 41 overall after carrying $100 million. That's what carrying $100 million looks like, Dan. It's, 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 it's we'll always, burdensome. Yeah, we will always remember that. More Jalen Richard, little Doug Martin that you know John Gruden loves, and calling out Derek Carr against a pretty good defense with a fierce pass rush. Uh, I don't think it bodes well for Oakland here. Matt Stafford going up against San Francisco. 
rough week one. San Francisco only six quarterback hits in week one, so you, you take that. Kirk Cousins was pretty clean most of the day, but for Stafford, still working things out with the running game. I think there'll be some shots downfield to Galladay. I think you'll see a little bit of that, a little more Marvin Jones, uh, but does that translate into points? I think this might be a Matt Prater-type game for him. Going a little bit deeper, Chris Hogan going up against Jacksonville. He'll probably see more of Jalen Ramsey than Rob Gronkowski with. Either way, only one catch for 11 yards a week ago, five targets. We talked about Phil Dorsett a little bit earlier, probably a stronger play for you working out of the slot and the off cornerbacks. Uh, Amari Cooper going back to that Oakland game just for a moment. One catch, nine yards. Motivational speaking of saying, hey, they just missed. That's not going to work. That's nice to put it out there. Uh, John Gruden already the test pattern of the the floating balloon saying, hey, what do you think about this in terms of, Maybe Derek Carr's not my guy. And then finally, two quarterbacks for you. Matt Ryan going up against Carolina. The red zone inefficiency, but also the fact that the deep ball just isn't there. The timing is off, and there's something to it uh, overall. So uh, you're missing Freeman, who's going to miss two to three weeks at a minimum. So more Tevin Coleman, who I thought they were going to use a lot anyway because of contract situations. Looks like he takes on a bigger load, so he's a mid-second running back. But for Matt Ryan, red zone if inefficiency against a good defense. I'm out. And finally, Andrew Luck hit nine times last week. Two sacks. Seemed comfortable, but doesn't want to put the ball downfield either. Difficult proposition against Washington with a run game that's still sputtering. I don't think Marlon Mack's going to magically solve anything, and you're missing another offensive lineman. So a tough tough proposition on the road this week. Those are your cold sores for week two in the National Football League. Guys you want to stay away from that you don't want to deal with. The mystery man, our third and final clue. The first two clues were a 1.6 touchdown to interception ratio. He has a 21 and 18 record in his career as a starting quarterback. And now our third clue for our mystery man is... He was undrafted. Undrafted. All right, I think I have a clue on this one. I have, I was leaning towards one way. This may have pushed me to that side. Undrafted, your third clue. We reveal the mystery man in about 20 minutes or so. Hey, speaking of quarterbacks, Jamie's driving in Georgia. What Hi, a beautiful state. He's got a quarterback issue. Morning, Jamie. Welcome to Fox Football Fantasy. Hey, guys, just a quick question. I got Cam Newton, Garoppolo, or Gong. Who do I start? All three quality options. I'm, I'm going to take Cam to, to jump off the, the top. I've got him as the top five this week. Jimmy rounding out my top ten going up against Detroit. Uh, Goff still a couple of slots back. I, I think this is a, a Todd Gurley game uh, all the way through. But for Cam Newton, because the 50 to 60 rushing yards uh, off of that Norv Turner offense they've installed, I think there's opportunity here. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. Jamie cruising in Georgia. Just a great state. I love Georgia. I Georgia in the fall, yeah. So it's it's one of those underrated states, that's for sure. How about a road trip, Dan? Hey, let's do it. Hey, we'll bounce around to different SEC games. How about that? Sounds good to me. I'm not college, watching Big Ten right now. <laughs> I think that's every college football fan's uh, uh, dream. Yeah, I'd love to take that. I'd love to do that. Go here, there, every Saturday. Why not? Or maybe we'll just do it to Super Bowl week. Yeah, yeah we could do that as well. I'll, I'll wear Viking horns or something, even if they're not there. <laughs> oh, that's right. It'd Just be... get some attention. <laughs> I want to see the new stadium. This exactly. Is, this is Fox Football Fantasy. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byer. Reach us on Twitter. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. You can get Mike over at Swollen Dome. Coming up next, they're one of the best defenses in the National Football League. 
that's probably available on your waiver wire. We'll tell you who it is here on Fox Football Fantasy. Fox Football Fantasy here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. Isaac Lohenkron here to give us a look at the lines. We did some spreads earlier. Over-under-wise, what's sticking out for Week 2, Isaac? Dan, biggest over-under right now has the Chiefs and Steelers at 52-and-a-half. Ooh, juicy. Apparently they think Patrick Mahomes is still in the Big 12. But anyway, <laughs> on the heels of their 48-40 to loss to the Buccaneers, the Saints game with the Browns is at 50-and-a-half, and the Lions 49ers at 48. And that'll knock the pencil out of Matt Patricia's ear. Back well, to you guys. Interesting. Uh, Marquise Goodwin out for the 49ers. You had Dante Pettis as a guy to look for possibly for week two if you're in need of a wide receiver. Sneaky potential uh, sleeper here. A, a guy still available in a lot of leagues if you want to go to the wire right now and check. I think he cleared, uh, as waivers cleared this week, he was still left unowned in many because questions of Goodwin. And, and a lot of people potentially taking a step off the Jimmy Garoppolo hype. At least for the, a moment. If they go back and watch the game, they see how many yards were left uh, on the field. Not that he didn't make a couple of bad throws, but you lose a guy that was supposed to be the centerpiece of your offense. <laughs> That's kind of a big deal. Yeah. These two quarterbacks, by the way, combined for seven interceptions in week one. Four for Stafford, three for Jimmy Garoppolo. They had a bad week one. Mike Harmon had a tremendous week one as we get our first edition of Harmon's Greatest Hits. I'm jumping on board that James Conner bandwagon. You know why? Because he's got a ticked-off offensive line. In the rain, he's a mutter. In the shotgun at the Browns' four. Hands it off. And walking into the end zone for his first touchdown of the season, James Conner. We look at Emmanuel Sanders going up against Seattle. I don't think it's uh, Demarius Thomas's team any longer. Shotgun. Here's the... Fake to Philip Lindsay in the pocket forever is Case Keenum. Wide open is Emmanuel Sanders. He's got the ball inside the 25, inside the 20. Stepped out of a tackle. Down the sideline. 10, 5. Head shoulders into the end zone. Touchdown, Denver. A little deeper in your rosters. Uh, Tyler Lockett going up against Denver. He's one of those guys, if you're in a daily fantasy league, I'll roll the dice because of Baldwin being a bit banged up. Brandon Marshall, we're not sure what his usage will be. Russell's going to half roll right. He's going to stop. He's going to pump. He's going to look. He's got Lockett deep. Lockett makes it against 10. 5. Touchdown! Seahawks! 51 yards, Russell! Lockett! Lock it in, Mike Harmon. You nailed some on week one. Not bad. I like when they're a little deeper in the pile. That We, we unearthed some gems along the way. And no matter how long I'm, I'm blessed to, to be in the chair here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, having anything that your your voice, your name is associated with, with that Fox NFL Sunday feels music good, playing right? behind, it feels pretty good. Feels very, very good. The Redskins and Colts will play today. Jerry Andrews tweets in, Kirk Cousins or Alex Smith, who looked pretty good in his Redskins debut a week ago against Arizona. I do like Alex Smith quite a bit. Back-end top 10 for me. He's just behind Kirk Cousins on the board for me this week. We look at Cousins still having the opportunity. Thielen, I think there's some more efficiencies to be gained uh, that we left some some yards on the table uh, last week as, as well as Cousins played overall. I think it could have been even bigger. Stephon Diggs, you see him dropping it into the absolute perfect position, and Dalvin Cook getting his legs under him. I think a big game in the offing for him. For for Alex Smith, I think the one thing that, that gets hit here is you're going to see 
25 carries from Adrian Peterson. So I think it's going to mitigate uh, the ceiling, going to lower that quite a bit. Tyler Lockett was one of your greatest hits from week one. Witt has Tyler Lockett on his team looking to fill a flex. Non-PPR, Jamal Williams running back from Green Bay. Bears wide receiver Allen Robinson. Niners running back Alfred Morris. Or the aforementioned Tyler Lockett. He needs two of those four. All right, we're going to start with. I'm going to think. I'm going to take both wide receivers. To be honest with you, I, Robinson I, I, and Lockett. I, I'm not a huge fan of, of Alfred Morris. I think Brita takes on a bigger role here as we, we go forward. Uh, and Williams couldn't couldn't fall forward a week ago. So I, I think his his hold on having a, a large workload uh, might be off. And with Aaron Rodgers operating out of the shotgun. I think that's going to be a much different look against the speedy front of, of Minnesota. So I'll take the two wide receivers. Simple enough. Allen Robinson, Tyler Lockett, as Mike Harmon is going with those in that lineup situation. Again, you're not going to have the exact players, but just listen to what he says about the players to help you make decisions. By the way, if you also tweet at us and you get a favorite from me, it means we've answered your dilemma on the air. Simple enough. Um, the most exciting game of the week, many people think, could be the Vikings and Packers or Jaguars-Patriots or Chiefs-Steelers or Cowboys-Giants. Just However, a great slate. I argued on Friday, as I was filling in here on Fox Sports Radio, Ephraim Salam and myself, that Eagles-Buccaneers has so many intriguing storylines for the fact of whether it be Fitzmagic. I proclaimed the Tampa Bay Buccaneers having the best receiving core in the entire NFL. The pass catchers for the Buccaneers, when you look at the wide receivers combined with their tight ends, I think it's very difficult to match, and I don't think that there is a match in the National Football League. I love what Tampa Bay has. You've got the Eagles going on the road. Super Bowl champs, does Nick Foles turn things around? Eagles-Buccaneers, to me, is one of the more intriguing matchups today, and it got even more intriguing once we found out Deshaun Jackson was going to play cleared from concussion protocol, and will be in the lineup against his former team. Still bagged up a, a little bit. Shoulder, I think, was also a bit of an issue. Uh, they lose Hargraves on the defensive side, so we, hey, we see the points. secondary open up. <laughs> yeah. So for, for Nick Foles, you've had 10 days to try to figure it out. Some some inefficient play in that opener against Atlanta. Uh, succeed and proceed, as John Calipari taught us so long ago. Uh, so looking for that offense to get rolling. They're still without Alshon Jeffrey. But from the Tampa Bay side of things, right, everybody looking for the the storyline of what happens if Fitzpatrick continues to play well and Jameis Winston, do they like him, do they not like him? Your, your note on the pass catchers, absolutely. The two tight ends between Brayton and Howard, you look at what you have at wideout Godwin, that everybody's trying to figure out how to fit him into a fantasy lineup, waiting to see how that goes through. And, and they thought this would be the breakthrough because two days ago, Jackson probably more, more likely to sit than to play. So we'll still see how many routes he actually ends up running. But for Godwin, this might have been the breakout opportunity opposite Mike Evans. I, I just, what they have got, I think it is a great, I think it's very exciting. And with the Buccaneers, no offense. They haven't been that exciting. It, no. there, was, there was not a lot to, to, to be excited for. But when you look back at what Jameis Winston did offensively with that team last year, whether he comes back in week four or after it, I just think that there's a lot there for the for the Buccaneers to be excited about. Even Adam Humphreys is all of a sudden going to pop right. up. You know, as as a fourth wide receiver, that's pretty good to have with the uh, with the Buccaneers. I do want to mention one other thing, and I apologize if I didn't mention it before. The defense that 
You need to you need to look on the waiver wire and see if they are available. The Washington Redskins, and it's funny because Brad Collins tweets in a picture as they're getting ready for Colts Redskins. Just retweeted it. You can see it on Dan Byer on Fox. Washington allowed the fewest yards of any team in the National Football League last week, holding the Cardinals to just 213 yards of total offense. Cardinals struggling, trying to find the identity. David Johnson behind a rebuilt offensive line, Sam Bradford, uh, and one wide receiver because it's Larry Fitzgerald and a whole lot of nothing. You want to talk about the riches of the Buccaneers. Uh, not a whole lot going on in Arizona, but that's definitely uh, against Indianapolis. The bad offensive line, we've already talked mm-hmm. about it. The opportunity is certainly here uh, to make some hay. I look for a bounce back from New Orleans. If you want to go a, a little bit deeper, uh, then perhaps we, we look at Seattle just because of the Mitchell Trubisky effect. Even with the banged up <laughs> back yeah. seven, that maybe he's not in red zone situations that the double clutch does afford a, an opportunity for a turnover, or he holds the ball one beat too long in a drop back. I feel like a broken record in telling people this about the the Seahawks defense. Their back four is going to be fine. Either the Legion of Boom is no longer the, right. they're going to be all right. It all was predicated on what that front seven and specifically that front four did. They didn't get to Case Keenum last week. They got to figure out a way to get to Mitchell Trubisky this week to do some damage. Kyle Long probably not going to be available for this one for the Bears, so a a little bit more uh, intrigue in that game. That's the Monday night football game, so we're still pushing towards that. But trying to find the the diamonds in the proverbial rough as you go through. I mean, maybe you look at the Jets. Their strength is that secondary. Ryan Tannehill's been known to throw uh, a wounded duck or four. Uh, every now and again as well. <laughs> uh, again, and to Brad Collins, who sent us that great pitch, picture. We we always appreciate pictures, whether out vacationing, yeah. maybe sitting at the lake house, looking over the lake, whatever. We we, we love to have you listening, tailgating a perfect. Go with the Reds. Hey, if the Redskins are available, better take them up. Now's the time to do it against the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, and if you throw up a, a picture of what's on the grill, too, and if you have a cool recipe, uh, we'll appreciate those as well. Uh, hey, you know what? We got to eat, too, Dan. <laughs> uh, we're brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Hey, switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Let's reveal the mystery man. Yes, the mystery man of week two in the National Football League. The clues were a 1.6 to 1 touchdown to interception ratio, 21 and 18 career record as a starter, and was undrafted. Mike Harmon, reveal the mystery man. It's time for everybody to celebrate the brilliance of Case Keenum. Yes, all right. There you go. One other, clue, that I, one other clue I had that I thought was kind of fun was multiple stints with two, two NFL franchises. Right? Houston couple of times and St. Louis slash LA a couple of times. I was I was like, it's gotta be Case Keenum or Blaine Gabbert. Then I'm like, there's no way Blaine Gabbert won twenty one games in his NFL career. That's a fair yeah, point. we don't we don't know that, you yep. know, yeah, and a fir- yeah, and a first rounder. So there was I, I ruled him out after the second clue. I'm like, there's no way the the interception the touchdown the interception ratio, I'm like, okay, that's probably apropos but, uh, yeah, when you gave the undrafted, it was Case Keenum for sure. DFS stack uh, of him and Emmanuel Sanders will pay dividends today. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Bayer. Our first-round draft pick is one Isaac Lowenkron, who gives us the latest of what's happening not only last night in college football, but what's going to happen today in the NFL. Hello, Isaac. Hello, Dan and Michael. Ohio State head coach Urban Meyer, who has completed his three-game suspension 
conducted a new interview with Tom Rinaldi on SportsCenter. You put your core values for the football program on the wall at the Woody Hayes Center. What are the first two values? Honesty is number one and uh, respect women number two. How do you think you honored those values? I still hold those values so firm, so strong, and I apologize and for the perception that I don't. You, you apologize for the perception. What is the perception? That as a result of this investigation and this situation that I did not take that seriously. Those are the words of Ohio State head coach Urban Meyer. On the field Saturday night, Texas scored 34 unanswered points to defeat number 22 USC 37-14. NFL, the Jacksonville Jaguars this morning listed defensive lineman Calais Campbell as questionable for today's game against the Patriots with a knee injury. Multiple outlets report that Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers will play today against the Vikings. And the Cleveland Browns announced that they intend to release former Pro Bowl receiver Josh Gordon on Monday. Finally, in boxing, Canelo Alvarez won a majority decision over Gennady Golovkin in their middleweight title bout on Saturday night. Dan and Michael. Thank you very much, Isaac. This is Fox Football Fantasy, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Tom Stanforth tweets in, Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes this week. Watson and the Texans going up against the Titans. Mahomes and those Chiefs in the Steel City facing Pittsburgh. Both top five plays this week. I do have Watson a slot higher. Hopkins going to play. You bring back Will Fuller, uh, and Tennessee is banged up and just (laughs) obliterated uh, altogether. You know, as we sit here in the Geico Studios, Dan, I have to make note of the fact that we've got our monitors up and everything going on. I like the fact that the NFL Network is having fun with the Michael Irvin, Steve, Steve Smith senior <laughs> uh, beef that that started the other night uh, when Irvin talked about Crabtree being the best route runner, most precise guy that uh, that Joe Flacco's had since Anquan Bolden left, and Steve Smith never wanted to back down yeah. from a fight immediately. It's like, hey, hey, you forget. And now I, I like that they've got Steve Smith senior in a lab coat and calling him Doctor Steve Smith. But why aren't they on the same set? Why why wouldn't you work that out so that it doesn't still look like there's beef? <laughs> <laughs> One's in L.A. You know, on, on two hours sleep, and the other maybe on the East Coast do, doing his own thing. That could be the case. Yeah, that could know. be. Yeah, just you know. just seems like you'd you'd try to squash any potential. Uh, you know, continued rumors that there is bad blood, even but, if they're getting along on set. And I like that suit coat. That purple suit coat from Michael Irvin is a win. I want I want to also let the listener know this. When you hear Mike give his information, just like Tom had a question about quarterbacks, what Mike does, he's got them both in the top five and they're maybe, you know, separated by a spot. That means you got two pretty good quarterbacks. Take Mike's advice for whoever you want, but the, the point is, is if you have a gut feeling about a guy, maybe just go with him because you can't, you can't decipher if one guy's going to get 28 points and one guy's going to get 27.2 points. Like, like if, if you've got two top guys, it's okay to sometimes maybe go with your gut. I always listen to what Mike says, but when they're so high up on the rankings or you've only got a, a one-spot difference, I mean, maybe you're, in a, maybe you're in a really good spot or a really bad spot with whatever position you have. Yeah, it comes down to this. Like My, my job, my hope here is um, we, we try to entertain you and inform you, and if I can sway your... You're thinking to my side, I've done my job. Yes, absolutely. If it goes sideways, the players didn't get the job done. (laughs) By the (laughs) way, one of my favorite stats from week one, 
there were three teams that did not record a sack in week one. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Those three teams were the New Orleans Saints, where I thought their pass rush with Cameron Jordan and Marcus Davenport being drafted. I know he's coming along slowly, but I thought the pass rush of the Saints would be able to get after Ryan Fitzpatrick. Didn't happen. The other two team, two teams, Jets and Dolphins, who play today Interesting. at MetLife Stadium. Sam Darnold, obviously the great start. But it wasn't like, here's the thing about Sam Darnold. He threw for under 200 yards, and his first pass was returned for a touchdown and an interception. After that, everything went well. But it wasn't like, Mike, he threw for 340 yards and four touchdowns. It was a nice, solid day, 16-21. to 21. Mm-hmm. Didn't turn the ball over outside of that interception. But it wasn't like... Sam Darnold, automatic fantasy starter by any means. No, no. I mean, you have the defense and special teams getting it done for the Jets, something that haven't happened in forever. The fact that they didn't have a sack when you've still got that many turnovers has got to be, we've got to get the statisticians on it. That's got to be one of the anomalies of of recent memory in the NFL, that you have that many turnovers, but you haven't registered a sack. Yeah, it's unique. Yeah, just a, a different way of going after things. But when we look at Sam Darnold, all preseason, you didn't see him uncork a deep ball. When he finally did, you could argue positioning and where the receiver was, looking maybe at worst to draw an interference call. Either way, he underthrew Robbie Anderson, who was wide open. He had a step on the defender and didn't either didn't trust the arm to to get it there uh, because I can't believe in his mind he's thinking, yeah, I can get the interference if I throw it short. I, I just don't see it, but... But that's you know the, that was the argument I had with with Jason Smith uh, a little bit earlier. Noted Jets honk, Jason Smith, <laughs> my partner during the week here on Fox Sports Radio. But that'll maybe come in time. But just like Andrew Luck, if you can efficiently work the short and intermediate game, it doesn't matter because you're going to have windows uh, find themselves openings. You've touched on Panthers and Falcons a bunch, whether it be with Devontae Freeman out and Tevin Coleman in, and you like Cam Newton today as one of your hot plays, even without Greg Golson and Curtis Samuel. Devin Funches could get some action. So the last game that we haven't really touched, we touched a little because you talked about the Cardinals and we had a Jared Goff question, but Cardinals and Rams today in L.A. at the Coliseum, the Rams' home opener on a short week where it took them about 30 minutes to get going offensively against the Raiders, and it seemed like the Raiders maybe threw the kitchen sink at the Rams, and then at halftime it was in the story. But Jared Goff and the Rams' offense picking up where they left off last season, at least starting in that second half against the Raiders, starting to fire on all cylinders. Look for a couple of deep shots to Brandon Cooks early, uh, but a lot of Cooper Cup. I think he's, for PPR League, he's an absolute gold mine today. Todd Gurley picking it up. Look, it took them a half to get to know each other, get reacquainted because yeah, right. they didn't see each other on the field during the preseason at all, uh, orchestrated pretty well. So now you you, you push forward. Jared Goff, uh, high-end number two quarterback because I do think you're going to lean on the running game quite a bit, so not necessarily winging it all, all around the field, but definitely an option opportunity here. You're looking at the Rams, and the Rams' defense becomes an act activated squad as well because you're going to look at uh, Bradford being under duress and he's only got one receiver. Well, he's got two because I got to count David Johnson as a receiver. Yeah, and Christian <laughs> Kirk, you know, we, we expected a lot maybe Ooh. from the rookie, maybe a little bit too much. Uh, Ricky Seals-Jones was a guy we talked a little bit about last week. That number's very big though at about 13, yeah. minus 13 for the game. I just, something that big, I just kind of want to 
you know, the, a number of of double digits. You know, R.J. Bell, our good friend, you know, the, the uh, here on Fox Sports Radio, straight out of Vegas and, and uh, pregame.com. Those double-digit spreads are the ones that eh, maybe maybe you want to just stay away from. Just yeah, those those are ones you you push away from the the big bets on. That's absolutely the case because all it takes is one slip of a cornerback to throw that bet out the window. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Football Fantasy coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save fifteen percent or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call eight hundred nine four seven auto. The only hard part figuring out which way is easier. Max Rapp has a trade. Okay, Joe Mixon. He could give up for James Conner and Will Fuller. Now, this is a betting on the how long does Le'Veon Bell stay out of action? Joe Mixon out of action two to three weeks. Do you want to sit on him and take James Conner for right now while the Steelers star running back Le'Veon Bell is sitting out? Would this be a trade you would do, Mike Harmon? The curiosity of where Le'Veon Bell is and whether he reverses course, realizes that a million dollars a week is going off into no man's land. I have to believe that his business managers eventually get him to come to his senses and say, this isn't helping you financially. This isn't helping your football career. And that he gets back in Joe Mixon, a guy that we saw some great things from before the injury. But that, that said, I'll still take my shot with James Conner for this year. Mm-hmm. It's a dynastic situation. Perhaps maybe we we look the other way, but Joe Mixon going to miss at least two to three weeks, particles and cleanup and whatever. I'll take the guy that's healthy. Yeah, at least you know that you can get something out of him while you can. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Football Fantasy. So we had a bit of a downer last week when it came to Monday Night Football and the feud. We look to redeem ourselves next here on Fox Football Fantasy. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance. We'll compare rates for you so you get a great deal. Even if it's not with us, saving you time and money, now that's progressive. Call or click today. Fox Football Fantasy, he's Mike Harmon, I'm Dan Bayer. We've got the feud in just a second, but a couple of things got to let you know. Find us on Twitter, I'm at Dan Bayer on Fox. Get Mike over at Swollen Dome. If we didn't answer your question on the air, you're going to stick around for a little while after the show answer some questions, maybe hit some tweets that we didn't get to. You correct? got it. I'm going to do a Twitter sweep, so get them in at Swollen Dome. We'll go through those. Rankings will be updated. We've got more injury news still coming down the pipeline, so we'll update according to that. But here all the way through to kick off with you. Some of the injury news to pass along to Devian Clowney out for the Texans today as he won't play against the Titans. That's a sigh of relief for Tennessee. We think Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is going to go for Green Bay Plan on him starting against the Vikings today. Calais Campbell, now a question mark for the Jaguars in their matchup against the Patriots. I'm sure Jacksonville would like him to try to slow down Tom Brady. Leonard Fournette's not likely to go for Jacksonville in that game because of a hamstring injury. Speaking of running backs, Matt has Kenyon Drake of the Dolphins going up against the Jets or TJ Yeldon and that Jaguars team facing the New England Patriots. Jimmy Yeldon as a runner-receiver, 15 to 18 touches today. I'm I'm all on board that because they've got to keep the ball. They're not putting it in Blake Bortles' hands 35 times. And the final one, Alex tweets in Juju Smith-Schuster, T.Y. Hilton, or Will Fuller. He can pick two to start. Who's the odd man out? Yeah, we're going to say Fuller's the odd man out. I mean, Smith-Schuster, big opportunity. He's he's a back-end number one. Uh, and even though I'm not high on the Colts, T.Y. Hilton, just a number of opportunities. Yeah, we'll see him and Josh Norman uh, battle today. We now 
Play the feud yeah. to wrap up week two of Fox Football Fantasy. Mike Harmon, Sam Kinsley, Ryan Dennis, and Isaac Lowenkron make up the Fox family. A week ago, it was a rough one. It was a Monday Night Football-themed question. Week two, a Monday Night Football-themed question. This is to get us back on the winning track. Top seven answers on the board. And there's a reason why this, this topic is being presented by me this week. I'll just put it that way, and I'll give you one other hint. All but one of these teams has won a Super Bowl. The category is highest winning percentage all time on Monday Night Football. So the teams that have won the most on Monday Night Football, highest winning percentage all time, top seven answers, six of the seven have won a Super Bowl. Let's go to Mike Harmon. Since Ohio State doesn't count as a Super Bowl winning squad, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll break down that Urban Meyer interview in full uh, later on. Uh, I'm going to look at the Seattle Seahawks. I'm going to take your personal uh, vested interest. Show me Seahawks. Number one answer. Yes, yeah, 73%. How about that? Harmon. I'll You're you, losing tomorrow, though. Growing up, <laughs> growing up, and the Monday night games at the Kingdom, the Seahawks were almost unbeatable until Bo Jackson when I was in fifth grade. That was oh, I was guaranteed yeah. a victory, and then I had to show up the next day, and Mark LaDuke was a Raiders fan in grade school. Oh, just one of the worst days I remember just watching <laughs> Bo Jackson Did he run, run over all you? over the Seahawks. I've told the story. My yeah. mom would let me stay up for Seahawks Monday night football games when I was a kid. Otherwise, he was going to bed at halftime. Oh, that was one I should have gone to bed in the first quarter. <laughs> all right, Seahawks are on the board. Over to Ryan Dennis. Highest winning percentage on Monday night football. I'm going to try the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, gosh. They were on a lot, and they were winning a lot. Show me the 49ers. Yeah, There's the San Francisco treat. 66% of their games. If I didn't tell you the Seahawks, 73%. Yes, they've won 73% of the time on Monday Night Football. Over to Sam Kinsley. Uh, Let's try the uh, Redskins. Oh, the Washington Redskins. A lot of success. Of course, the Super Bowl champ. Show me Washington. No, did Ooh. not make our top seven of the highest winning percentages on Monday Night Football. Over to Isaac Lowenkron. Dan won't like this, but Mark LeDuc will. Show me the Raiders. Oh, the Raiders. The silver and black commitment to excellence. There nice. they are. They number done. seven. Number seven on the list. 58%. Back over to Mike Harmon. One strike on the board. Fox Football Fantasy brought to you by Geico. Great news. is a quick way to save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. How about the Pittsburgh Steelers? Oh, the steel curtain and all those years. Show me Blitzburg. Yeah, there they are. Number three, 64%. By the way, if you use the pass, I'll reveal the non-Super Bowl winning team. How about that? Pass is available over to Ryan Dennis. I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, the Dallas Cowboys. I thought they just only played on Monday night, it seems (laughs) like, or at least in the prime time. Show me Cowboys. No, did not make the list. They probably played so much that it would have to even out. Two strikes, Sam, pass, or a guess to keep the game alive? I'll guess. uh, I'll guess the Packers. Oh, the Green Bay Packers with so much success over the last few years. Show me Titletown. No. There, there's our game. Uh, did you have a guess, Isaac? Uh, in honor of Howard Cosell allegedly uh, being drunk at Franklin Field in 1970, the Eagles. <laughs> the, the Eagles that did not make our list. The non-Super Bowl winning team is Carolina. 
That's oh, wow. The Redskins? He's 63%. Um, show me that uh, number five. No, Redskins didn't make yeah. it. The Colts. Oh, and, okay. and number six, Kansas City. You know, you think of all those games at Arrowhead. Yeah. Probably a tough win for a lot of teams going to Kansas City on a Monday night. Uh, don't worry. I'm getting rid of the Monday night football questions. I just with the Seahawks playing this week and they have the top winning percentage. Of course, I had to do this category. A little bit of peacocking for you there. Yeah, well, nicely done. Well, I might as well because that's about as much as I'm going to get this season. <laughs> He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Football Fantasy. If you ever miss the show, just go to iTunes, subscribe to Fox Sports Radio Weekend, download the show every single week. Best of luck in week two, and we'll see you around the bend in week three. Enjoy it. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.